It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. I'm now joined by our Mindfulness for Dogs chap, Darren Rowe. I just called you a chap for some reason. I don't know why. It's an English thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually, isn't it? A nice chap. It is. Um, dogs and aggression. They go hand in hand, right? They do, and it's it's a something that we see in the papers all the time, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. We always see the, the, the bad end of it, I guess, but it happens every second in the dog parks as we're walking down the road. And something I really want to touch on today, because I want to pose a question to people, is all dog aggression bad? I would have thought not because it's it's like, you know, one of the reasons why we put our hand out for a handshake or wave apparently is because traditionally you want to show that you're not armed. For a dog, it's like a bit of a bark doesn't mean I want to rip your head off. It just means, who are you? That's right, but <clears throat> when I'm in a dog park, I see dogs playing quite nicely and then there's a sudden massive sort of fight yeah. that we think is a fight and then the dogs are ripped apart, they're on the lead, they're gone home in shame and possibly deemed as a dangerous dog by always other people but actually like you said they're just doing the normal thing there yeah yeah okay look if you've got a question around this and you've got a dog that really does need to have some uh, mindfulness training from darren Rowe, the number here is 0800 844 747 what are you looking for when a dog is barking with aggression is it like the wagging tail it means i'm not really barking that madly yeah, it's actually, and um, everyone says, oh, a tail goes under and, mm. you know, and the dog's like going to eat you. It's a whole combination of things. No, it's not just the tail going under. It's where the ears are. It's, it's really the, the surroundings. It's, it's the other dog as well. Yeah. Um, so you can't really pigeonhole it into one little thing, but it's, you get a feeling about the dog. Yeah. And you kind of know whether that dog is going to aggress. Most aggression is through fear. Mm. So if the other dog, which is normally the case of, tell a little story i was in the park this week and there were three dogs playing quite nicely all different breeds all very happy and suddenly it just kicked off and they were all just fighting and the owners didn't know what to do and they were pulling the dogs apart but i watched it from afar and i could see it happening very Mm. slowly the dogs were getting more and more excited more and more into that above that sort of threshold of of silliness yeah where they couldn't control their behavior but the owners didn't see it and and then it all just kicked off and the owners could have stepped in two minutes before that and it all would have gone fine but if we were in the playground and we saw that, and the kids were kicking off, and they have a fight, they'd get slapped, be told off. Mm. Not, not physically slapped, obviously, but just be told off. Mm. And that would probably be it, wouldn't it? Whereas our dogs were taken away, probably never to go back in that dog park again because of shame. Darren, is it because it was an enclosure? So someone, one of those dogs presumed that this is my place, or like, you know, when, <coughs> when you're on a beach, dogs get on like a house on fire. Yeah, dogs are sociable animals, and they're, they're genetically bred or they're bred over evolution to, to be sociable. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist, would they? They would have killed each other. Yeah. So we get in the way of the behaviours. Most of the behaviours, most of the aggression is probably caused by us anyway, so... So you're, you're saying, once again, as I've heard you say several times, this is not so much the dog's <laughs> fault, but the owner's fault? There's a combination of both, isn't there? Certainly dogs will get quite high energy and the adrenaline will curse through their bodies, especially if they're um, 18 months old is, a, is an age where they kind of try and test that out and the adrenaline's kicking through. If they're not neutered, then there's a lot more adrenaline. Not to say that not being neutered causes aggression. That's mm. not the case. But certainly um, when they've got adrenaline flying through, they've been running around, then they, they might make those silly choices. Yeah. One of the things about mindfulness is actually to... Um, teach your dog to control itself within that sort of threshold above that silly threshold. And you can do that with most breeds? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wow, I'm blown away. 0800 844 747. This is your chance to have a a free chat with Darren Rowe, a dog behaviourist here in the studio until the top of the hour. So jump in and do that, please. Uh, It's free. Grab the chance. Talk to me about... um, See, my presumption is, used to be, I should say, that it was your big, heavy butch dogs that were the aggressive <coughs> ones but you can get really really oh. mad little chihuahuas right 
Well, well, interesting enough, going back to that little story, it was a little tiny white dog mm. um, that actually was the aggressor in this whole little event. So, And the, the big dog, which did happen to be a bulldog um, or a bully-type dog, was actually just defending itself, whereas this little white one, but obviously the white one got away with being cute and fluffy, yeah. and the big bully dog unfortunately didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter about size. It's all about... The, the body language, the, mm. the signals the dogs are giving off when they're together. Mm. My, my The border terrier that I had for several years, he always thought he was the size of a, a massive hunting dog. They had, yeah, too right. Terriers have big personalities, don't yeah. they? Well, they're the, they're the kill-bite dogs, so they're the ones that will actually go and kill animals um, if they're trained well. Mm. So they've got quite a high drive, quite a high prey drive, so when mm. they do lose it, they're like full in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're wondering, you know, I really like to buy a dog. I'm just not sure which is the right dog for me. This is another chance for you to have that chat right now with Darren Rowe, 0800 844 747. Are there certain breeds, I know we touched on this before, mm. once before, that you should just walk away from when you're choosing a dog? Would you go for something? Pitbull <coughs> Terriers get a bad name, but they can be a lovely family oh, dog. I've met. Probably more pit bull terriers that are relaxed, cool, lovely dogs, family dogs, than I have aggressive ones, to be honest. Mm. Um, again, it depends on the fit with the owner. You get an aggressive owner, you get an aggressive dog. Right. I think there are certain dogs that are on the list, on the um, council mm. list, that you don't get um, because of their sort of chances of being aggressive, I guess. But I think it's that old battle between nature and nurture, isn't it? You've got the evolution, you've got the genetics there that could be a hunting dog or, or a bad aggressive dog, but it's mm. really what you expose them to. Yeah. And if you expose them, if you play really hard with them when they're young and fight with them, then they're going to learn that that's the normal way to be. If, you, yeah. if you're relaxed around them, then they're going to learn that's the way to be as well. Yeah, if you don't yeah. socialise them properly, then they're never going to learn those rules, are they? Isn't it the key to it? Socialisation. Oh, so much. So much. Yeah. Um, I posed a question to my class last week that what is, uh, what is the point of dogs playing when they're puppies? And everyone said, oh, because it's fun and all that kind of stuff. It's actually so they can learn how to fight. Oh. And we don't think about that, do we? But they actually learn how to fight mm. so that they never have to. Oh. So they learn the rules of engagement and the rules of when they, when they should stop. So if you see when dogs come together, they all posture up and it's all yeah. this kind of stuff. So they've learned that as puppies if they've done a good job. Yeah, yeah. So that they never actually have to resort to violence. And it's the ones that aren't socialised that don't take those social cues. When I'm walking Izzy... Izzy the borrowed Waimarana. She's got her own hashtag. How sad is that? I saw. Oh, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I love it a bit. And she's very friendly. I've never seen her be aggressive, but she she does do the whole stand over tactic with little dogs. And some dogs rushed to her and have their hackles up. Is the hackles up pure aggression or just a a reaction a dog can't control? So, so the hackles. um, As far as I'm concerned, the hackles are a, a, a signal. To a dog, so, so anything a dog does when they're running together is a signal to the other dog mm. of, of their intentions, really. So, so you get this kind of mirroring between dogs. So at the moment, we're sort of looking at each other, and if I look away here, you'll probably look away the other way. And, and dogs do the same from yeah. quite a fair distance, and, and they set up a whole rapport, a whole conversation, effectively, that we're totally unaware of. Mm. Um, and those dogs will know whether they're going to have a fight before they even get near them. And if we just keep walking them towards mm. each other and their, their signals are very clearly telling each other that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you, mm. it's all on, isn't it, when we get there? Isn't it funny that even, like, we're animals, of course, but when it comes to confrontation, we tend to get close and that posturing of being mm. face-to-face, for them it's nose-to-bum. And what's that all about? So, so the, the nose-to-bum is the... A bit like the handshake, I guess. Good grief. Different dogs do... I know, it's quite disgusting, isn't it? But different <laughs> dogs do different things. Like your, your big bully breeds, they come face-to-face. Yeah. And, and in New Zealand, actually, the dogs are more full-on. So they come face-to-face, and then they'll go around and, and sniff each other's bums. It's like a calling card. But 
the dog that comes in and they size itself up, you see they, they suddenly lift themselves mm. and the tail goes up and the whole body posture tenses up. They're the ones that you think, oh, here we go. It's mm. going to be a fight. And unless one of them sort of curtails down, then it's mm. probably going to be a full-on. Okay. Yeah. You might have some questions that aren't related to dog aggression at all. If you'd mm. like to talk about um, a problem that you have with your dog who, for example, once it gets beyond a certain distance, ignores you when you're calling it. I hate that. It's so <laughs> rude. 0800 How do you teach a, jo- a dog who is naturally aggressive to not be aggressive? I don't think there's any such thing as a, a dog that's naturally aggressive because, again, dogs are naturally sociable. Mm. They're only naturally aggressive if we haven't done what we should be doing. And I think it's because we take our puppies away from their mums way too early. So mm. we take our puppies away eight weeks old, which to me is at least two or three weeks too early. They haven't learned all those social skills from mum and puppies. Why are we doing that? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, certainly in other countries it's 10 to 12 weeks. So why in New Zealand it's eight weeks? It may be a monetary factor. I don't know. Mm. Um, is it purely a business thing? Is it like pumping I think pos- out? I think possibly, yeah. I, I'd hate to think it is, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have got some calls coming through. We'll come to those. Um, well, we have to come to them now because it's we're running out of time. <laughs> I know. I, I love the way that we can talk about this all day. You're either a dog person or you're not, and I certainly am. I really miss <laughs> their company. Let's welcome Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hello. How are we going there? Morning, Lynn. Hey, just a question, um, not really to do with the dog aggression, but okay. I've got a situation, I'm going to be looking after five dogs, wow. um, and one's an Irish wolfhound, the other breeds are staffies, etc., but I don't know anything about an Irish wolfhound. Very big. Uh, what, what are they, they're big, and what are their personalities like? They're normally quite relaxed dogs, a friend of mine um, has two, and they're normally quite chilled out dogs, but... With the smaller dogs, they'll probably get quite upset with the dogs yapping at them, I would imagine, because of the height differences, and especially if the staffies are jumping up at them. But they're pretty chilled-out dogs. You just need to give them a lot of exercise. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then, so, with my approach going into this dog-sitting role, yeah. um, what sort of questions would you suggest I ask the owners without sort of... <coughs> saying how untrained are your dogs? I would be quite blatant. No, I would actually be quite blatant and and I would ask them what training they've had and and listen for the pauses in between when people are talking. So, for example, if you said, oh, is your dog well trained? If there's a pause and I go, oh, no, he's okay, there's there's something wrong there, okay? But um, because of your business, you you do not want dogs to be fighting in your house, so you want to be very clear the questions you ask and, and, yeah, make it quite obvious. There you go, Lynn. Hey, nice to hear you. Thanks very much. Cheers. No problem. It, it, on that point, though, it's like asking someone how good they are at something. It's a relative <laughs> thing, right? Like, it's if just... you can teach a dog to sit, that might be the only command they know, whereas someone else will have commands for going left, right, sitting, and God knows what else. I think I think you have to have an open question. So mm. rather than does your dog sit or does your dog is your dog friendly, and say, well, what does your, do, what does your dog do when it meets another dog? And if they can't answer that, then they have no idea about the dog's behaviour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, some of the most wonderful dogs that I've ever worked with, I used to work for Doc years ago, oh, cool. and those highly trained dogs that are sought to seek something out and not actually hurt it, like Kiwi, for example, aren't mm-hmm. they cool? They're amazing. Um, the amount of training that those dogs go under is just incredible. And um, quite interesting, because I've, uh, I've just been reading a book called Ajax, uh, mm-hmm. the Kia dog. It's a guy called uh, Corey Mosen, um, and he's uh, written a book about his life down in the South Island with his dog, how he's taken a little puppy and he's trained it to 
to look after Kia's, uh, to try and find Kia's. Nice. What a cool, what a cool little uh, dog that is. Yeah. yeah. What um, a great way to spend your life, too, oh, working with your dog. It is. And I've been lucky to get a couple of copies that I'm giving away on my Facebook page. So oh. yeah, get yourself down there. Just got to tell me why your dog does, what your dog does for treats. So what job has your dog got for treats? Okay. So that's, it's actually interesting you say that because mm. it is World Social Media Day. Exactly. You didn't bring a cake? I didn't bring a cake, no. <laughs> I don't know how we're <laughs> celebrating it, but we'll just talk about it anyway. How do people find Darren Rowe, the dog behaviourist? So you can go onto my Facebook page. So just type in Mindfulness 4 Dogs with the number 4 or M4 Dogs. Yeah. And you can find me on my website, www.mindfulnessfordogs or Mindful Dog. Oh. as well and mindfulness dogs after our <laughs> I know because you, you say that dogs in your humble opinion dogs do understand us more than we realise completely yeah. yeah yeah I think um, we've got to be really careful what we're thinking because our dogs are picking up on our, our thoughts our gestures because remember our thoughts make all our body language and make our language so mm-hmm. it's quite clear that they're understanding way more than we do they, they sit there all day and watch us you know they're the masters of our body behaviours mm. so so yeah it's really if you get your thoughts to be really positive about your dogs we concentrate most of the time when I, when I ask my clients what do they think of their dog they always come back with all the negative things about their dog he jumps up he does this yeah so when you change your perception you start thinking well, what do your dog do positive it's amazing how your behaviour your dog changes it's, yeah. it's quite crazy how that happens you know you're going to be stuck with your dog for many many years why wouldn't you want it to yeah. to understand you or vice versa right yeah totally so totally. how far would you travel are you prepared to go anywhere Me? to help people yeah certainly <laughs> <laughs> for a price hey fiji's looking good at the moment <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah now you're talking yeah certainly if you if i'm down in the studio and i'm looking for um in the afternoon i'm only here during the morning so if you're looking for some training around Parno or around central auckland then just give me a shout right yeah, but people definitely. can get advice for you um from you from your website yeah as well. totally just, just drop me a drop me an email nice darren rowe from mindfulness for dogs thank you so much oh and the book yeah. You're not leaving that for me, are you? That's to give away. Damn oh. it. <laughs> no, no. I'm not trying to milk a free one from you. Can you. Borrow, you can borrow it. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> Lovely to catch up with you as always. Darren Great. Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs. Catch up again next week with Darren on the Sunday Cafe at the same time.